I want to talk today about your sales goals and activities for government contractors. When I sit down and talk to a new client, one of the things they always tell me is, hey, my goal is to win more contracts. And while that is a goal, it's not a very clear goal. So today I want to help you try and add some clarity to that. There's so many numbers when it comes to sales that I try to break them out into two main buckets. One is your goals, your goals as a business owner or your goals as a sales professional, whatever it may be. And then there's the activity KPIs that you want to track as well that help you meet those goals. But when I think about most of the company goals, where I tend to start is revenue. So what is your revenue goal? If you're a salesperson, what is that quota that you're trying to reach on a monthly, quarterly, annual basis, whatever it may be? But let's start with a revenue goal. And then from there, we start to talk about conversion rates. That's a really important goal as well. So it helps you you determine how many opportunities you need in your pipeline in order to make sure that you are hitting your goals. That's why to me, the conversion rate is such an important goal and such an important KPI. That one helps you determine how much needs to go in your pipeline. And if you're in a situation or an industry maybe where there's not a lot of opportunities, then you've got to get better at your conversion rate. I always tell companies, I want you to target at a minimum and the worst case scenario, 20 to 25% conversion rate. That is a a good number. It's a solid number. If you're below that, that's one of the first things you need to be working on in your business is figuring out why you're below that. Is it just because you're chasing opportunities you shouldn't be? Is there some other reason? But your conversion rate is a key one that you need to work on. Did you know we have our own community for government contractors? It's called Federal Access. Just visit federal-access.com forward slash game changers and you can get 50% off your first month. This thing is packed full of all kinds of resources, templates, documents, strategy guides, everything you need to be a government contractor. And it gets you in our inner circle where you have direct access to myself and my partner, Josh Frank. So go check it out today at federal-access.com forward slash game changers. Now let's get back into this episode. The next one is average contract value. It's really hard to hit your goals if you're not looking at this. Let's say that you want to hit a million dollars in revenue. And we're just going to use that for the simplicity of the math here. And most of the contracts that you're putting in your pipeline are only ten dollars to $50,000. And you still have that one to five ratio. You've got to put a lot of contracts in your pipeline at ten dollars to $50,000 to hit a million dollars. So one of the first areas that you also need to work on is that average average contract value. You can win 10 contracts at 100,000. You can win two at half a million. You can win one $1 million contract, but you have to understand average contract value and make sure that that number is high enough to make sure you can hit your goals. So that's another really, really big one there. The next one is number of contract wins. All of these kind of tie in together here. That can also be a real simple goal. So, hey, I want to make sure that this year we win 10 contracts at a minimum of $500,000. And in order to do that, we need to get a conversion rate of X percent and chase this many contracts. You know, it helps you do the math. All this is, is really math. It's a formula to determine how you're going to go about actually making this stuff happen. One of the next goals that I have is the prime versus sub goal and looking at what percentage of each are in your pipeline. Initially, when you're starting your business, you may have 60 to 70% of the opportunities in your pipeline 
pipeline may be subcontracting opportunities. But as you grow, as you get past performance, as you accelerate your business, that number is going to flip and you're going to see yourself doing 50, 60, 70% prime work and only 30 or 40% sub work. It's going to flip over time. Again, as you're growing, it's a really great area of the business to target to say, hey, last year we were at 75% sub work. This year I want to try to lower that because I want to increase the prime work. And this year I want to be at, you know, only 60% sub work or whatever it may be. But setting a goal helps you look at your pipeline and determine what goes in it. Another great goal is to look at your ongoing pipeline value. Like how big is your pipeline today? And you could say, hey, well, I want to hit this 5 million mark. So I need to be at 20 million or 25 million, whatever it is. There's always a number that your pipeline needs to have in it as the total value. If you had a hundred percent conversion rate, what would that be? That number always needs to be something that you're thinking about to make sure at the top line, you have enough possible revenue in there that you can hit your basic goals that you're trying to achieve. The next one is your profit margin. A lot of people don't think about this one. Your profit margin is really why you're in the business. If you're not focused on profit margin, you will wake up one day and realize you're running a nonprofit because you're not making any money. And so I say out of the gate, a good minimum profit margin goal is 10 to 20%. That's a really good goal. And it's something that you want to maintain and over time, try to grow that as much as possible. But that's a great number there. I would not try to go below 10%. If you start going below 10%, then you risk a lot of problems if you just have one simple mistake. So the next area that I'm going to talk about, because we just finished on goals there, the next area is your activities and KPIs. These are the things that help you achieve the goals. A lot of times when business owners are talking to me, they're like, what are some of the sales KPIs that I need to give my salespeople or even myself? Well, that's this section. The first one is the number of calls you make. How many calls are you making on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? Those calls can be to teaming partners, contracting officers, small business offices, you name it. But there's a certain amount of calls you need to be making every single week, especially when you just start your business. The second one is the number of emails you send. So in addition to those phone calls, how many emails are you sending to people? How many LinkedIn invitations are you sending out there or LinkedIn messages are you sending out there to people? Those are really, really important outreach things that help you connect with folks. The next one is number of decision makers, small business reps that you actually talk to. So you're going to make a number of outgoing calls, but you're not always going to talk to somebody. So that number, number of decision makers actually reached is how many people are you actually talking to? Now, let's not get into the semantics of, well, a contracting officer is not technically a decision maker. Look, they're in the chain of command, if you will, of decision makers. So they're part of the decision because they're determining a lot of things about how the contract is being awarded. So they are somewhat of a decision maker. I get it. There are a lot of people in that process, but let's not get too wrapped up around that. We're just trying to talk to how many people can actually influence you getting a contract. How many of those people are you actually talking to? If you're more comfortable with calling it number of influencers you talk to, that's fine too. Whatever it is, whatever makes you sleep at night. But how many people are you actually speaking to that can influence a contract? The next one is how many capabilities briefs are you doing? So yes, you've talked to a contracting officer for five minutes and they said, oh, hey, it'd be nice to work with you. Why don't you send me a capability statement? I'll review that. That conversation didn't go very far. I would only count that on I spoke to, you know, the influencer category there, the decision maker influencer category. I would not count that in the capability brief. The capability 
property brief is when you get a little bit further down your sales pipeline and you're actually talking to these people, having a meaningful conversation about doing business with that agency. So that's what that one's about. The next one is RFPs, RFIs. I'm going to kind of put those in the same bucket. How many RFPs, how many RFIs, sources sought, whatever you want to call them, are you actually going after every single month? If you're not actually stepping up to bat, there's no way you can win. And one of the best ways you can do that is chasing these RFPs, chasing RFQs, different things along that line. And so how many of those are you actually going after? And those are really the basics of the activity KPIs that most people need to look at. There's one other metric that I'm going to talk about here, just because I think it's one of the most controversial ones. I see people cringe when they hear about it. And I, so I definitely want to talk about it. People talk about their P win all the time. People often confuse P win with conversion rate because people say, well, what's your P win? P win is based on individual contracts. The technical term is the probability of winning. That basically means when I sit down and look at, I'm going to chase an RFP. I sit down and say, well, what is the probability I win this? Do I have past performance? Do I know the customer? Do I have the right teaming partners? Do I have the right certifications? Do I have the right credentials? You put all of these things into a bid, no bid process, and that should spit out a percentage chance of you winning that contract. That's your P win. That is not your conversion rate. Your conversion rate is I've chased 10 RFPs. I've won five of those. I have a 50% conversion rate. See the difference there? Hopefully that that helps clear that one up because I know P win is one of those where people are like, ah, you know, my P win is uh, you're, you're probably thinking your conversion rate. You're just using the term P win. So hopefully these are helpful for you. There's an infinite amount of these that you can actually come up with, but these are the basics that I think everybody should have. And ultimately what I think you should do is build a KPI dashboard, whether you're using your CRM and your CRM can spit out all this data or whether you set up a simple spreadsheet. It really doesn't matter to me, but ultimately this data should go into some sort of KPI dashboard so you can track it on a daily, weekly, monthly basis so you know you're making progress towards your goals. So if you have any questions about this, as always, you know how to reach me. If you are brand new into your business, I'm going to make a recommendation that I think the next podcast you should listen to is called Your First Year in Government Contracting. It's a great, simple podcast that walks through a lot of the fundamentals that I think make it super, super easy for people to understand their first year in government contracting. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Game Changers. If you did, please go like and share this episode on your social media, as well as rate and review the episode. That helps other government contractors find out about the podcast and benefit just like you. We'll see you next time.